I'm a bacon bit. <laughs> I'm a review. Your review? Of Guardians Galaxy 3. Okay, you gotta watch your language coming up. Oh, I don't belong that was, here. Gonna, that, you just cut off my... I was going to swear. Oh, you, you no, were going I wasn't to swear. Going to. <laughs> you, we'll Joel, and were going to swear. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, hey, listener, how's it going? This is our Bacon Bit review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Marvel Movie 2, number two of the year. Uh, and the beginning of Phase 5. No, no second, the second movie second of Phase, phase five. 5. Quantumania was first of Phase 5. Yeah. But did anyone see that? I don't know. I think they did. Yeah. I mean, didn't it get okay? People went and saw it, but just not well, repeatedly. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. But now it's, it's we have a Guardians movie, guys. Like, Guardians is, in my mind, the franchise that everyone roots for. Well, it is the one that kind of stands apart in the MCU. It is. Well, and it it is also the one that was just out of nowhere. It was honestly Marvel yeah. being like, oh, we can do whatever we want. Let's do a talking tree and a raccoon and make them cool. And they pulled it off. They did. Yeah. And back in 2014, did we review the first ones together? The first one together? We didn't no, have we a podcast. The first one. That's right. We didn't have it then. It was the second one. Yeah, the second one, which is 2017. 2017. Yeah. But even then, that is five years ago? Six years ago? Yeah. Six years Well, there ago. was a lot of stuff going on. If you remember, James Gunn got fired yes. uh, from Marvel, and then he did a DC movie, and Marvel, Disney's like, hey, you want to come back and finish this trilogy for us? Yeah. And then DC's like, hey, you want to own everything? <laughs> Yes. So he's bounced around. The guy has had crazy success because James Gunn is this real indie horror schlocky director that really blew everyone away with that 2014 movie. Well, and that's just it. It was it was it was a new feel to yeah. a Marvel movie. It was not the traditional Marvel movie. It was the cool soundtrack, the kind of yeah. grungy feel, a little more edgy. Yeah. Um, and when do you say? And I guess the uh, the group dynamic that he pulled off so well yes. in that movie. Yes. But it is one of those experiences that everyone, not everyone, but has been copied in several different studios at this point. Yes, it has become, since 2014, mm -hmm. a little old hat. Yeah. Um, just because everyone did see that formula and be like, wow, people really like this group of random characters who don't get along with each other, but somehow right. come together. Totally. Which, I mean, that trope has been done before Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, but it was like in the superhero movies that kind of became the thing. Yeah, and it's to just the a point where even the Avengers started doing it kind of as well. Yeah. Now, that's a good point. But when we did review the second movie, sorry, we're going to get to our review in just a second. The 2017 one, we, you and I had differing opinions. We did. Where I liked the second movie more than the first movie. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, I thought just about the same. You liked it more. What, what do you, you like it less? What do you like about it that puts it over the first movie for you? Well, we, I, we talked about that in the previous review. So go listen to that. Listener. Oh, really? You're going to make him go back? <laughs> go back and listen to our Guardians <laughs> 2 review. Because we got we, we to talk about this movie. What kind of doubled down on the comedy? It did. It was. It was more. It was more silly. It was. Uh, I felt it was less serious okay. in that way, and kind of didn't take itself seriously anymore. And the first movie. I don't know if you recall this, and this is a spoiler for the first movie, mm -hmm. I guess. But sure. uh, everyone in the entire movie had a uh, almost death scene. Ah, uh, yeah. And then they didn't die. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's you know, everyone got that, and that's kind of cheesy. But sure. In the second movie, it didn't do that. Oh, that's a good and point. And they introduced some new characters. I thought it was a good mix of characters. I liked Ego as a character. Okay. So I know you didn't like it, though. You liked it less than the first one. It's one of my least favorite Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. More because, than Quantumania? Um, yes. No. Nope. Actually, I should go revisit it after Phase 4. Yeah, Phase 4. Because I'll probably smile on it a lot more, to be honest. Phase 4 of MCU is like uh, Season 4 of Community. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny. And that's... <laughs> it's a gas leak year, right? It's the gas leak. This is where we're kind of at because, and I think this is just true for superhero movies lately, maybe in the past three years, I guess pandemic style, this, the, the bar is so low 
mm. that early reviews are saying this is the best Marvel movie since Endgame. <laughs> and I'm like, I did see that review and I'm I agree. Like, yeah, that's probably true. That's like me saying that Ephraim's Rescue is the best LDS film in years. You did say that it was on the I billboard. <laughs> <laughs> and it was misquoted, by the way, but it was on the billboard. <laughs> but I mean, it's not a hard claim to make. No. In fact, we'll probably get there in well, this review. Let's let's focus on this review. Okay. Now. Do you have the IMDb? I do have the IMDb, okay, IMDb, the IMDb synopsis, synopsis, and it's, it is still reeling from the loss of Gamora. Spoiler alert, we'll get there. Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that, that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. Now, the interesting thing about this movie is that it treats... And this isn't a spoiler. We're not going to spoil things. We'll can we, let you can know. we spoil the Avengers movies that led up to the I story? I believe so. Okay. Because we have to, to yeah. tell, talk about this movie. And if, and if people are fan enough to be worried about spoilers about this movie, they probably have seen all the other Avengers movies. Agreed. But the thing I want to bring up is that this movie treats itself as a trilogy. The third movie in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I believe these movies can stand on their own. Meaning these three movies, you can watch them and just have them. But as an adventure film, sort of well, experience. Just, you know, the superhero, the superhero trilogy. Okay, but except for that point, except for right. the Gamora thing. Oh, you mean outside of the MCU? Is that what you mean? I mean, you could pull those three movies out Absolutely. of the MCU and you could watch them, and they're their own separate thing. Totally. But then, I mean, even they kind of wave their hand of Thor in uh, yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder. It's kind of like, oh, he was with them. He's not anymore. Yeah, you don't even need to know that. But it's you fine. would know that, sure. But Gamora's death in Avengers: Endgame is like a very pivotal point of this movie and that was like the only big thing I, I was like oh that if they haven't seen Endgame they don't know what's going on here I wonder if James Gunn when he knew what they were doing with th- that character if he was upset no I actually looked that up okay uh, he had talked to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of they, they all planned it out together is what he said because I think what that does is it ruins Gamora and uh, the utilization of her in this movie Okay. Because it's a very tragic ending that worked well. But uh, now for game. Guardians, it kind of makes her character tertiary at yeah. best. Oh, yeah. Did she die in Infinity War or Endgame? I think, I think she came back in Endgame. <laughs> Infinity War. They kind of mesh together for me. They do. Well, they're like one movie. Sure. So. It's Deathly Hallows yeah. all over again. But no, I think it does kind of take away from her character in this one, where as I, I saw her more, I saw her as more vital for the Peter Quill story. Mm. And as we learn in this movie, this is not exactly the Peter Quill story. No, Guardians of the Galaxy, that is. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So this movie, yeah. we, we're gonna get, we, we got to pull back before we get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just some quick thoughts I had, if I, if I may, absolutely, Kent, if I may, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a fitting finale, like I said, to that trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is, and that's what they've talked about. This is kind of the finale of these of this group of characters. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Bautista said he's probably, you know, not going to do Drax again. I think, uh, uh, Zoe Saldana said she was done with Gamora as well. She did. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, they're kind of all going the separate ways. They've been under contract since 2014. Yeah. And a, a lot of these actors did say they would work in DC now with James Gunn. Now that'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. Uh, but I, I, this is, uh, as the, the paranomy is coming out, mm-hmm. this is darker, this is heavier and this is, is more violent than the pr- previous two movies. Yeah. It does still retain that it, Guardians has does a good job of bringing some levity to it so it doesn't feel too dark, even though a lot of stuff that happens is dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the very first movie, you have a, a mother dying of cancer in front of her child, yeah. and it is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But people don't feel weighed down by that because there's levity throughout the rest of the movie. It is way too long. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. 
which is way too long. Did you feel it? My bladder did. <laughs> my Actually, bladder felt it. Yeah, I get, it. I get that. Uh, but as it was going along, like they, this, this is an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. and James Gunn knows that, where he will do something kind of to pull at your heartstrings and then have an exciting, center, uh, exciting uh, action scene, and then pull at your heartstrings and an exciting action piece. There were multiple like story climaxes in yeah. this movie. Yes. To the point where I went, wow, another one? Uh-huh. They're doing another one? Was it almost Return of the King-esque in trying to conclude a story? Mm, or was kind of making the rounds again and again. Well, the ending didn't have the the ups and downs as much as the the whole center section. Can we say flashbacks are used extensively in this movie? We can because I, that's where I think the roller coaster comes into play. Yes, and this is once again this is minor spoiler. We talked about yeah. this, but like they they talk about in the trailers, and this is kind of the crux of it. This tells more of Rocket's yeah. backstory. We're not going to say what it is until right. the spoiler section. And I feel like that part was great. Yes, that part with the the flashbacks, I was really enjoying mm-hmm. those. Even though they're the heavy stuff. Even it's heavy stuff, and even it's all CGI. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And it was the other stuff. There was some subplots and the main story, some aspects of the main story where I was like, this is this is sloppy at this point. They're just okay. throwing this in here to get the plot to move along. Or, and, and characters make decisions that make no sense just because that's You're what right. screenplay demands. Did you have favorite characters in this movie and least favorite characters? Ones that were maybe underutilized and ones that you're like, oh, that, that character stole the show. Yeah, Okay. Um, you can say or, or probably without giving spoiler, probably spoiler. Like for spoiler example, are you a Drax fan? Drax has his moments. Okay, and I think he stayed in his wheelhouse in this movie, meaning he didn't try to do more than he needed I to. I hate the Drax wheelhouse. Yeah, I know. You I do. get it. I think it's so mean spirited what they do to his character. Why? I think the insults that are thrown around in this movie. I'm like, ah, oh, this for being like this nuclear family, they treat Drax horribly, and mostly because I like to think of Drax as. Like the toughest guy that could take on Thanos. He is, but at the same time... And they're like, you're a moron. He's, he's a dude, bro. And yeah. they all know that. But I just think there's more they could do with him. Um, did you like Mantis? Mantis she is... She's in a corporation. She was brought she in in the second into, movie. Uh, yeah, she came in Guardians 2. And I feel like she has her moments. Okay. But I feel like she's overused. Ah. Like... I felt like in all of her times, she has some good moments and then they keep pressing it. And I'm like, okay, we've had, we've had the mantis. We get what she does. Yeah. They give her way too many lines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. But then you get to the ending and it just felt rushed to me. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of this up and down roller coaster all the time. And then you get to the end and it was kind of like, Hey, let's get out of here. Yeah. And I kind of went, I don't really buy what's going on here. So I don't agree with all the decisions James Gunn made during sure. it, but I do feel like this is an exciting ride. This is an emotional ride. It's on par with the other two. Okay. It, it is right in that same, like I said, wheelhouse. Yes. Um, the soundtrack, I was not as happy with. So what they do in this one, because Peter Quill got a Zune in the Christmas special. Once again, this is, uh, this is another thing what, that was, was previous it? to this show. It was Zune, right? It was a Zune, yes, which forgot. is funny. Well, because I couldn't remember when he got the Zune. In fact, I forgot he got the Zune. So mm-hmm. when it started off with a movie that wasn't, or started off with a song that wasn't from yeah. the or late 70s, early 80s, I yeah. went, wait, what? So this one stays, I guess, 80s and 90s, a little power rock in the 80s, and then mm, 90s songs. It gets into 2000s. It get, well, it definitely does. But I thought it felt more like a movie soundtrack, uh, like a, a soundtrack from a regular movie. It's unfocused. Unfocused, yes. It's unfocused soundtrack. I don't think it's as good as the limited one that gave it a certain flavor. Yeah, the vibe of it all. And even the first song that comes on. Is that, is that a spoiler? It is. No, it's Radiohead. Okay. I mean, well, we literally not, sing it's it. It's not, though. It's like a cover of Creep. It's like a slow cover. Is it not Radiohead? No, it it's Radiohead. Radiohead. It's is a it live radio? version. But why that one? Um, I don't know. Maybe to cut out some language? 
Maybe they, but have, also, they have the radio. It was edit. to set the mood because one thing these movies do is they set the mood immediately. In the second one, you saw Mr. Blue Sky when they fought this Which giant alien. Which was awesome. It's awesome. Right? I love that opening. Uh, this one, it's like, hey, this is going to be a downer. Get ready. It definitely, like it started off and I was like, that's kind of an odd choice. And yeah. then as it kind of showed what everyone was doing, I'm like, I'm feeling kind of down now. Which Absolutely. is what they wanted. Yes, it is. But they don't ever get quite off that downness. It's somber almost. Yeah. And it kind of stays there, especially with the flashbacks and speaking of i don't know i don't want to call it adult because it felt very childish to me okay this is the first mcu movie that features an f word yeah they and advertise that pretty heavily they did they're, they're almost leaning into it like i saw an interview today where uh karen gillian was being interviewed she plays um nebula nebula and she was she was interviewed and she was saying she was proud to be part of the first mcu movie that said the f word and i'm like should we also celebrate the first flatulence in a movie? The first poo joke? Like, why are well, we saying well, that happened in the second one? But yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in film in general. No, it was interesting because it's such a um, kind of like a uh, frat boy line. Well, so I thought when, when I heard it was going to be an F word, I thought it was going to be one of those climactic moments, you know, when yeah. someone was really angry or really sad. And there were multiple times in the movie where I kept being like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And then they'd say like freaking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like uh, Rocket said freaking at one point. And I yeah. was like, okay, well, I guess that's not what we're thinking about mm -hmm. here. And then it's a throwaway joke. It honestly is this throwaway it joke. It will work for some people. I guess. But at the same time, I went, what's that? I mean, I don't like that word anyway. <laughs> well, it's kind of what like, a waste. It's kind of like the Eternals with everything they advertise. You're like, people aren't going to see this movie for that. No. Like, know your audience, guys. Yeah. I get that you want to be more adult. And that's exactly what this movie does. It, but it, it is does violence. It, it does it with, with story parts. elements. It doesn't have to be with content elements. Yeah. It, it almost felt like it almost felt like they wanted to throw it in to prove how mature they were. Yeah. Or how cool they were. And right. it was like the kids swearing in school where it's like, all right, dude. I'm cool, right? Yeah. Look how cool I am. I could say this word. And I was like, stop. Yeah. You didn't have to say that. It was dumb. Totally. So that's that's kind of my review of it. Overall, I liked it. I enjoyed myself. Uh, it was overly long. It yeah. is a little sloppy in parts, but overall, I was like, "Man, that that felt good," and it felt good to have a conclusion of sorts, where it wasn't like save uh, it for the spoilers, because yeah, save it for the spoilers. But at the same time, it felt ending to me, and I okay. went, "Thank you for actually concluding a story instead of being like, how long can we stretch this out where people are sick of it?" Yeah. So I'm gonna give this three point five stars, Ken. Okay, that's pretty Which good. Which is, I think, exactly what I gave the first second one. I'd have to go back and look. Feels fair for the it's first one. It's right in there. It's like three or four. I have to go so a, a pretty consistently good trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing great enjoyable. about it. It may not be the greatest trilogy ever. No, this isn't great cinema, but it's right. enjoyable through and through. So yeah. can I, I want to hear yours now. Okay. I don't disagree too much, actually. Really? Uh, except for I would say the roller coaster. I thought you were hating this movie. Um, I'll be but honest The vibe with you. you were giving off. No, I could see where they were trying to be very funny because... There are fewer jokes, but the ones they throw at the wall, none of them stick. I I didn't really laugh once, and I think this movie, because it was trying to be like the first one a little bit, saying, don't you love these characters and their camaraderie? It threw these jokes in where I was like, nah, I'm, I'm out. And I think I, I think I checked out at the second one because they just went too far at it. But the parts I, did, I appreciated were the, the downer roller coaster parts like you. They're and dark. I could feel James Gunn going, we have an okay villain here. Even though no one's going to remember him in two weeks. No. Like, no one really knows. Forgettable. Whatever. But, I mean, he's mean. He's a mean villain. Yeah. And we have this story where they're doing a Wayfinder mission because it's going, hey, we need to go go somewhere and get this, go somewhere and get this to save that person or whatever. Right. But I think that's where the story got so lost. And then James Gunn said, oh, yeah, 
we have flashbacks. And the flashbacks, even though I hate flashbacks generally, I think they're a lazy storytelling technique. Best part of the movie. They're really Absolutely. Good. And you know me. I like the darker stuff. You and do. so when the movie got dark, I'm like, I appreciate you, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I figured. See, the next thing is I thought in just my assumption. Yeah. I've already talked too much. But no, you're fine. In, in my thought, it was that uh, you were enjoying the flashbacks and you were not enjoying the main story. That's exactly where I was. Okay. Because they do something where they introduce a new semi-villain in Adam Warlock played by Will Poulter. And mm. this is kind of a born yesterday sort of bumbling semi-anti-villain, um, I guess you could call him. Yeah. And it's, you know, the character is famously from the comics similar to how they show him. But once again, kind of like you said, it's one of these B-plots or C-plots that you're like, you're not giving this as much attention as maybe you should. Okay. In my mind, they could have cut that plot out almost entirely. Yeah, they wanted to make it really vital, but it wasn't. They did tease it in Guardians 2, I believe. And that's why I think they added it. Yes, I think so too. And yeah. so that's why it couldn't hit the cutting room floor because like, well, we teased it. Yeah. And then I also got lost because I think this is more a character story than it is a plot-driven story. Because the plot, I was like, this doesn't feel like a climactic trilogy enter. Mm -hmm. This feels like in just another adventure with these guys. That said, the movie does bring it to an end. Yes. And I would say, even by the end, satisfying. I was yeah. like, I'm satisfied with this ride. Because I was kind of like, where are they going? This is not a good final part. This feels like a second part. But then in the end, I'm like, I think the characters are where they need to be. Yeah. But some of the characters I was lost on. Peter Quill, I would say Chris Pratt does a good job with what he's given. Mm -hmm. Gamora was totally wasted. Nebula, wasted. Mantis, wasted. Groot, wasted. Groot was definitely wasted. And that's, that's that the weird. problem with this movie. I'm like, I need to see more of the core group. Uh, I will say the special effects were great. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say that. I think all the budget that mm -hmm. was supposed to go to Quantumania was siphoned into this movie. I think movie so, too. Because the visual effects were, were like interesting. Yeah. There's like a different kind of planet on there that I was like, yeah. this is like visceral and cool. Right. And granted, a lot of it is purple haze. But with what they do with some of just these random characters, you're like, oh, there's some practical stuff here. And the CG looks good. And there's one fight scene which people will be talking about. And it was one of my favorite parts of the movie because they gave each of the heroes a chance to shine in the hallway fight scene. I'm just going to throw that out there. You okay. don't remember. I know. I'm trying to remember. I, I keep thinking of another one. We'll have to talk about it in the spoiler full. But I would say this is, I mean, we could put a content warning on here for some of the stuff, which we'll get into in spoilers. A lot of the movie is off-putting. And so yeah. it's instead of a roller coaster for me, it's tonally inconsistent, wildly okay. inconsistent where it's dark and then it really wants to be funny. They're serious character moments. And then once again, they do the Marvel thing where like, but here's a joke to take away that actual character tension. It's like, okay. don't, no, let me dwell in that. Let me get to know these characters who you've shown me now for three movies. You want to dwell in the darkness. I kind of, you know me, that's yeah. just me. Once again, it's way too long. There are so many plots they could have cut. Once again, I think they would just want people to feel like they're getting their money's worth and their trilogy's worth here. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, once again, wasn't super into it. I mean, they're good songs. Yeah. I have no complaint about the songs they used, but yeah. just it didn't have the same focus that yeah. the others did. So I would say half this movie for me felt wasteful or, and by wasteful, I mean like indulgent. And the other half, I'm like, just show me this tight story right here and I'm into it. So I'm kind of right down the middle. I give it a C plus. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually more positive on it. That said, it is just another movie I will forget about over time. But to me, it's an but the upper franchise, tier But two. the franchise of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, like, 
it's a household name now. It is, yes. which is just fine to me. That when they first announced it, I was looking into the comic book. I'm like, I never even heard of these right. people. Yeah, but now everyone and loves the main them. characters were a different team. Yeah, that are now seeing all the Ravagers and everything. But for me, it goes number one, number three, and then number two. So people that are fans of this franchise, they're going to be a little disappointed with the lack of jokes or jokes that actually work. But I think they'll still enjoy it. Okay. So yeah. All right, we're going to get the spoilers. Let's do it. Okay. The, the spoil-free section is over. Spoiler, 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 oh, wow. spoiler. Are we having a dance-off now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> You'll get it if you see the movie. Um, that's Dog where, Days Are Over. Where do we way. start? Um, okay, how about this? Beginning, you have a like literally a three-and-a-half, four-minute Radiohead song that Rocket Raccoon is singing. The whole thing. Uh, you don't know... That they kind of own nowhere, unless you have seen like the Christmas special, for example, yes, and previous I, works. And I, I forgot about the Christmas special. We were talking about a good trilogy because it does need that because that's where you learn Mantis's uh, Quill's <laughs> sister, which Pointless. really didn't come into play at all. I yeah. thought it was going to do something unnecessary. But but truthfully, Kent, that starting, I was first of all, I was confused by the by the music yeah, era, sure, and the music version. But then uh, seeing Rocket like sing the song mm-hmm. really did kind of make me go, oh. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. So I liked that. But they played the whole song. Yeah, the whole song. And everyone's miserable. Yeah. But I was confused as to like, wait, why are they putting up a sign? What's going on here? And it was weird because they play the whole song of that. But any other time they do a needle drop for songs, it's any time they're landing the aircraft or (laughs) jumping off the aircraft and they'll play a song for about 20 seconds just to be like, we're like Grey's Anatomy. We're going to play a song and make it sound cool. But I also do like how they keep it kind of diegetic within the movie where it's sure. like someone has headphones in yeah i liked that because it's not just it's not just fan yeah. service but immediately after this song you have adam warlock coming in and you're like wait wait is this something from the second movie i don't even know why it's like whiplash yeah and he comes after rocket once again we don't not, know why you're not supposed to know yeah. for a little bit and he almost wipes out the entire team once again you don't know why and rocket is in a bad way i thought they really rushed the intro to this one and then there's like rockets in trouble. How do we save him? Well, we can't because here's an explanation to give so, the yeah. story meaning. So rocket has. We're in the spoiler full section. Oh yeah. I guess we could but go rocket, right into rocket it. Rocket has a fail safe or like a uh, basically a, a what is it called? Like a trap. Yeah. And if anyone tries to a dead man switch on his heart. Yeah. If someone starts to try to heal him because they have these magic little uh, they're amazing first aid blankets that you yeah. put someone press a button and it heals them. Right. Uh, but if they do that to rocket, he'll die because they have the switch that if he tr- anyone tries to help him, mm-hmm. it'll self destruct because he is considered proprietary yes. uh, property of yeah. the per- per- people who invented him. So then they have to figure out the whole point of the movies. They have to figure out who owns him and why and how to help rocket. Yeah. So rocket is literally in a coma the entire movie. Now I got so annoyed at the flashbacks because what it starts doing is like, Hey, here's a bunch of baby raccoons. They're so cute. And they're all CG, right? They're very cute. And then this one gets taken yep. by this guy that's smiling real big and he's yep. going to do some experiments on him. Which apparently are more, are they are worse than what Thanos did to his daughters. Well, they said that. I was like, excuse me, he replaced your whole body with yeah, machinery. He, like, yeah. And it wasn't for a science experiment. It was just to be mean. Yeah. I thought the same thing when she said that, like, what you went through is worse than I did. And I was like, no, it's not. So what this movie really gets into, and this will offend a lot of people, actually, <clears throat> is animal cruelty. Yeah. Are these CG animals? Yes. But you see whether it's evolved versions of animals or these animals that they kind of just put like android parts on. Yeah. They're being tortured. 
Their life is miserable. They have to dream about the blue sky out there somewhere just to feel alive. Yeah. But then you get the... Uh, so I think of, it's a downer for kids. Oh, yeah. This is not what you take a kid to. Right. Especially those animals are grotesque. Like, it honestly is like Toy Story when the what when Sid Andy's does, toys yeah. start coming out and they're all creepy looking. That's what these animals look like. like literally, some have wheels. Some yeah. have, like, speakers over their mouths. Spider legs. Spider legs. Like, it, it is kind of horrifying. But then, of course, like like Toy Story, they turn out to be really nice and kind of endearing like lila the yeah. otter i was like i really like her as a character mm-hmm. like just warm and caring and made you feel good right which turned out to be uh linda cardellini i yeah. found out so that's how to find that but it that that whole flashback was just that was solid for me so there are about i would say eight flashbacks yeah. and they show rocket getting eventually kind of smarter being almost the missing link to what this scientist with ambiguous superpowers the, the high evolutionary yeah high evolutionary he really is just like this brainiac who just can shoot people with lasers with his hands i, don't know. I wasn't clear on what his powers could do because sometimes it doesn't matter them. anymore no <laughs> but people are afraid of him he considers himself a god but at the same time i felt his character like you you said it right ken he's just mean yeah he's he's a puppy kicker but he is but at yeah, the same time literally <laughs> like it's like he starts off all nice to them and then yeah. he get, just gets mean out of nowhere and i was like there's no like hints to him being bad to rocket right until he suddenly turned uh-huh. until he realized rocket was this really intelligent animal and that more, could solve problems that he couldn't yes and he got mad at that one of his creations was smarter than he was yes which is kind of a cool concept it is and i like that i just thought the character was but it's also man. weird because the movie is like i don't know if it wants us to really get into marvel deep lore but this guy is creating worlds and creating populations for these worlds because he's obsessed with the renaissance from planet earth Basically. Yeah. And he wants to create a perfect society. Yeah. And that's why he's doing a little experiments to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And, and and without that plot, I would say the movie goes nowhere about four times too many because they go the, to some... Like the planet nowhere? Yeah. Well, that too. But they go to like this this fatty planet, basically. <laughs> that was the coolest looking planet, though. That the was planet the, was cool. The visual effects, I was like, even with the, with the different colored suits and everything, I'm like, oh, visually, I, this I is hate great. the suits. I don't know what they were going with there. Oh, no, no, no. The, the suits that... The oh, yes. Guardians were wearing the different. Yeah, it was ones. definitely there for the poster. No, they had the fleshy ones. Yes, that were not very functional for no. a security <laughs> team. And then Nathan Fillion appears. Yeah, maskless. And he does not like all. All the other ones have a mask on, and he yeah. does it. And I hate it when characters do that. Because I'm like, protect your face. Well, he's like, I'm a TV celebrity. You guys might know, and James Gunn's friend. Yeah. So, but like, they go to that planet, and then they get what they need, even though we don't really know they need it mm-hmm. or why. And then they're like, okay, we're back. Oh, no, there was someone there we need to go get. And I was like, I'm bored. I checked out. And then it went back to a flashback. I'm like, yay, the weird little animals. Yeah. Because I was excited to see why Rocket was meant to be an important character. Yeah. Because I'm like, cool, establish him more. Because he's always just been the wise cracking guy who says, don't call me a raccoon. And he makes carts fly up and down in a building. Yeah. But now I was like, okay, extend that more to the point where I was like, is Bradley Cooper even voicing anything in this movie? I wondered, like, is that his voice that they did just his younger voice? You think? Probably. Like, turned up the pitch or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I really think the movie, as far as like a fetch quest story, didn't work for me. I, I was okay with it. I just thought it went on too long. Okay. Like, it was like, okay, we're going to go do this. And they show like every step of the way. And I'm like, we don't need to see every step. How do you feel about Peter Quill and Gamora, their plot line? 
So I liked, I still like the fact, I, I thought, honestly, Chris Pratt was doing a great job. With, I thought so too. With like, I love her, she doesn't love me. Yeah. And that's, that hurts. And she's there and she's like that, even though they kind of joke about that, like that whole plot doesn't make any sense. So she came back from the past, but she's still here, even though no one else did from any other universe, but that's yeah. fine. But there's like, she's there and she's a rude character saying, that's not me who you fell in love with. Which that makes sense too. Yeah. And that was hurtful to hear. Right. And so I liked that. But then it was dropped immediately after. Yeah. They, they kind of didn't resolve it in a way. Look, I don't need everything tied in a nice little bow. Kent. It's a trilogy, Joel. I don't need a tied in a nice little okay. bow. But I would have loved to see them at least get not back together, but become friends again and uh-huh. want to hang out together. Yeah. And they don't. Because where she starts in the movie as a Ravager is where she ends. Yes. She ends up going back with the Ravagers, which I was like, that is, that is a, a flat ending. line. I did not like that ending for her. In fact, she is uh, heavily involved in the story with... Um, they go to this planet, and we'll get there, but with uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. And there's kind of a scuffle on the ship, and she's mostly there, and I'm like, cut this from the movie, and we could cut Gamora. I think she should have stayed dead, honestly, in Infinity War. She didn't do much, except for... She, I mean, I guess Peter Quill could have just been sad because she was dead. Truly. But I did like Because it would have given him a reason at the end of the movie, but too. I did like the dynamic of her not being the same person, and him seeing her as the same person. I think they could have got there with a movie they may be teasing, because Nebula could have had that story at this point. Hey, here's how to grieve. I know I'm not my sister, but hey, I'll be your buddy. That sort of thing. I would have liked that. And, you know, let's see what else. <laughs> um, so you brought up Adam Warlock. I think that mm-hmm. subplot could have been cut entirely. Yeah. It's, it's him acting like a child, even though he has these godlike powers. Oh, yeah. And his mother, who's... There Elizabeth Becky yes. from the Golden Queen or whatever. From Tenet. Uh, but she is there just to kind of, I don't know yell at people yeah because she doesn't really do much except for say go there go here stop that do this the reason she was included in the movie is to say the high evolutionary also created my planet and my people and we also would not like to be wiped out yeah and also so she let's to be there good side. oh yeah we kind of remember her from the other movie yeah but yeah, that was really i didn't think that plot needed to be no. as prominent as it was yeah it could have been the exciting incident it could have been the thing at the end but overall i don't think that it should have been such a focus is there anything major to spoil here other than saying that nobody dies? But everyone almost dies oh. again. <laughs> Does that ruin it for you a little bit? I just, like when they started doing it again, I'm like, they're doing it again. Where Drax, literally in the first movie, Drax falls into like a yellow slime pit. Yeah. And almost drowns. Sure. In this movie, he gets shot and falls into a slime pit and almost <laughs> dies. Yeah. And then uh, Peter Quill in the first movie goes out into space. His face freezes up. But he ends up surviving. That's kind of grotesque. No one should come back from that, by the way. Well, in this movie, his godlike powers have been taken away now. Oh, yeah, yes. Because the first movie had godlike powers. Yeah. In this movie, his godlike powers are taken away. He he does the same thing where he's in space, sacrificing himself, trying to do something. Trying to save a zoon. Which I did. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. He was trying to save a zoon. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) honestly, when it didn't work, I went, oh no. Like my my brain did say that. But did you didn't you kind of say, oh no, and then it's like, are they gonna kill him? Like I forcefully, especially when the end his of the face movie. bloated. Yeah. I went, oh, are they going to... Because you kind of forget that he's important to the story at the end of the movie until they go, oh, hey, remember him? He's going to die now. Feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Which I did. And then they took it away. Then he, he gets healed and he's fine because they yeah. have the magic blanket they put on his face. Probably. <laughs> once again. Um, but and he didn't wear his mask once. No. One of the coolest things I loved is like, like when he it's presses a behind movie. the ear and the, the mask comes up. Yeah, it's a Marvel And then movie. he could have survived in space. Yeah. But he never uses it. And I kept being like, why are you not using your mask, Star-Lord? It just doesn't He's Peter anymore. Quill. He's not Star-Lord. Yeah, he, yeah, that's true. Also, uh, first of all, you know, how did he survive that? But also mm-hmm. Mantis, 
she fell on her head like five times in the yeah. movie and they kept making it like she was in front. She'd fall on her head and make a cracking noise. Never talk about it at all. Because they're trying to just make her look like a, a doofus. But I she, think. does she have superpowers in that way? Not really. I don't know. That in was fact, weird. there's a lot of the Guardians in these pretty intense action scenes that have guns or karate kicks. And you're like, well, you guys don't really stand up compared to Drax or yeah. even Groot in this scene. Yeah. How are you surviving? But it's, it's fine. Yeah, Groot gets his head cut off and it's fine. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Everyone kind of almost dies. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. I'm trying to think of what else. Like the, the, the high evolutionary, I thought he was just chewing scenery. There's this scene near the end. I mean, we can jump right to the end because it's sure. almost like, like there's not a ton to spoil, but there's some definite plot holes I could get into, but it's just going to seem nitpicky. Yeah. For example, the high evolutionary, he creates a planet that is another earth, but there's basically furries that live on this planet. It's, it's evolved animals. It's like the, uh, the planet of Dr. Moreau, essentially. Well, yeah, yeah. And apparently, or, or the, uh, Zoom, uh, no, what is it? Uh, Zoobly Zoo? Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Zoobly Zoo, the planet. And it's, I mean, the timeline is a little bit screwy because he literally made this planet 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe 15 years ago, but they all have families and they're all established and it's fine. That's no big deal. And they but, all speak a different language. Yeah. But why? It's <laughs> funny because I was watching this movie going, I respect the fact that this is not a world ending scenario that really they're just trying to get rocket to safety. Yeah. But then they destroy literally one entire planet. They, they destroyed that Earth. And we kind of go, glad our heroes are okay. Oh, all those families? They're animal people. We don't really care. They all die. You're right. They all die, Joel. I feel terrible because I didn't even think about them. See, the movie doesn't want you to. Didn't they get off on the ship? No, they didn't get no, off on the ship. No, they all die. The movie, uh, they get some The children. bad lady that helped them die? Yes. The children that were on the ship for whatever reason, for Drax, basically, to yeah. have a, a good scene. Yeah. They were there, but I was like, you just destroyed a whole planet and you want us to say, well, glad Rocket's okay. <laughs> like, I ah. got lost in that. Well, and also, uh, as they got on that planet full of animal people, yeah. they really wanted to show you that they were all animal people. Yeah. And they kept showing pictures. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we don't need to see the picture. They're right in front of just us. Just dragging it out. And then showing neighbors. And I'm just like, yeah, we get it. They're yeah. all animals. Move along. And then this is where I think they rushed the ending for me as the high evolutionary. There's almost a showdown with he and Peter Quill. And then he kind of just, they don't really talk to each other. In fact, he holds his finger up. He's like, I'm too important for you. Just wait. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Monologue. Or I have a dialogue here. Yeah. Like talk to each other. Tell us why we should hate you. Tell us why we should root for Peter Quill in this instance. Mm -hmm. And maybe this villain should state why he thinks he's a good person. But then he basically yells at his staff. His staff tries to stage a coup, and then he kills them all anyways. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we need something bigger. We need an explosion. We need a Michael Bay, Michael Bay scene. And what they do is they're like, let's crash that ship into the planet nowhere. And I'm like, where did this come from? It was a little weird. It but at the same time, it, it, it worked in the sense of it was a climactic It needs to finish scene. a movie. Yeah. But it's, it's anticlimactic for me. They already had a couple climax before that was kind of the one they needed to go with. Oh, oh. Yes. But then, Kent. Yes. But then uh -huh. you get the scene when uh, little baby Rocket mm -hmm. attacks the high evolutionary and tears his face off. Oh, in the flashback. Yeah. Yeah. That was a moment where I went, this is grim. Yeah. Like it was, it, they don't show it explicitly. You see it after, yeah, later, you see it. later in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that, that was like, that's when I kind of went, I mm -hmm. need to cut that out for the little kids. Right. And then there's a scene also when uh, Peter Quill uh, jumps out of a, a, a ship and then takes the guy with, he, was, he brought a guy with him. Mm -hmm. And he takes him and then drags him across the ground and then drowns him. You see his face drowning in water. And then he rips a piece of metal out of the guy's head. Yeah. And I went, 
that's pretty brutal for a hero. <laughs> like I really kind of like, you know, I, the hero kills the bad guy happens sure. all the time. But this is almost like that guy did not seem like he deserved that kind of death, I uh-huh. guess. No, you're right. Because no, there was a lot of Jurassic World level <laughs> punishment here. Yeah. Because, you know, the lady gets picked up by the pterodactyl and then yeah. gets eaten oh, by the... Oh, oh that was where the kind of like That scared me. Where did that come from? Did that lady deserve that? Who knows? Whatever. Most horrifying part of the movie. But in this movie, they have that scene where he's dragging the guy, drowns yeah. him. And they also have this scene where the movie eventually gets to the point where it's like, we saved all the people. They're safely on planet nowhere. And then Rocket's like, what about the animals? And then so he saves the animals. And you're like, oh, sweet. And then this whole zoo comes out. Yeah. And is joining the planet. And there's this one woman that's like, yay, let's save the animals. Her face gets ripped to shreds. Yeah. And I was like, she was just trying to do a good deed. Yeah, I thought the same and thing. And I'm like, this like, is James Gunn trying to be funny. It was supposed to be funny, but I went, oh, that's not very nice. It was, yeah, unsettling. It was in the wrong part. Yes. Uh, but like with that guy, I, I can't remember his name. The guy with the, the, basically he has a hard drive in his head. Yes. And Peter Quill's the one who kills him and mm-hmm. drown, he drags him on the ground until he's dead and then drowns him until he's dead and then pulls the thing out of his head. And I was like, he could have been killed by the high evolutionary and then Peter Quill could have taken his body and then done that. Sure. But the way Peter Quill killed him, I just went, uh, Yeah, and, and it's fine because they are rogues. Like, they've always been these space vigilantes. But, but it felt like this, was, this wasn't MCU. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy felt like okay. this was uh, James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Where it wasn't as Well, his stamp anymore. is all over this. Oh, it totally is. Oh, um, Rocket and Groot. Yeah. Their relationship was one of my favorites in the, in the first, first one. movie. Yes, and absolutely. Even, even in the second movie when they're kind of learning to you know, be friends again, mm-hmm. and I liked it there. They're, they're barely acquaintances in this movie. And yeah. that drove me nuts. It was Peter's like, yeah, Rocket's my best friend. And I was like, Groot's right there, man. Yeah. But then Groot's just in the background doing nothing. Nothing. Uh, Except for the end when he speaks English. Yes. Let's talk about that spoiler for a bit. <laughs> so he he literally, like he says, I am Groot the whole movie. And Gamora doesn't understand him, doesn't understand him. And then at one point, Gamora understands him. Yes. Even though she didn't learn a language. And I was like, oh, so what they're saying here is what when you have a connection with Groot, then you're able to understand I like that. him. So then at the end, when he said, I love you guys. Oh, I love you guys. I went, oh, I get what they're doing. He's not speaking English. We've now made the connection with him. Therefore, he can speak to us. If that's the case, that's better. But I honestly think it was Vin Diesel saying, hey, look, I need to you just say something in English before I leave this series. Yeah. Because I was like... In my mind, that's how I justify it. We just don't. Otherwise, if he speaks English suddenly, I'm like, no. Okay, I, I do want to know what, what people think. I like your explanation of okay. that. That makes it more positive. So I was like... Well, that's dumb. Well, because I, I always thought it was like a language you had to learn. Yeah. And it was like intonations and how he spoke. And Well, to me, it's like Kenny in South Park. And then yeah. it was like, Kenny, don't say that. That's gross. Only a few people that are close to him know what he's saying. And yeah. it's best that we don't know. Because often in the movie, they're like, Groot, that's gross. Groot, come on. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, no, that's, that's best we don't know. That's, the, that's one of the best jokes is him saying I'm Groot and people are reacting to it. Yeah. And I like how Gamora was like, you guys are just making this up. Yeah. That made me laugh. So we've already basically covered the climax of the movie. And they're like, hey, how do we wrap this up? And yeah. there's like a, a team meeting where they're like, well, <laughs> hey, guys, we should be done. No, literally, <laughs> they barely get the band back together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, let's break up. Yeah. Like Rocket literally just got healed. They finally saved him. And they're like, well, I'm going to go my separate way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, me too. And I was like, why? Yeah. Peter was like, I saw a picture with my grandpa. And, uh, and I mean, there was one line where he said, hey, I need to just kind of deal with the loss of Gamora. And I'm like, that makes sense. But yeah. it's like, I also saw a picture of my grandpa, so I'm going to go home. No, but I, li- I like that they did bring it full circle. He got to go back home and see his family again, yeah. which I was like, why did he never go back to Earth? But the, the I- Mantis thing made no sense. Her departure yeah. with, with Drax, because it really did seem like there was a connection there. 
Drax yeah. doing whatever he's doing. Gamora. I like Drax being a dad. That was, you know, as a yeah. dad, I kind of went, oh, that's cute. Well, that was his original story. That's yeah. why, he wanted, why he hated Thanos so much. Yeah, because it then had kids. no impact in that story whatsoever. No, but I think he's healed from that. But I did like, I liked where Drax ended up. Okay. But I, I will never remember. Oh, just that he ended up as a dad of these yeah, but just, <laughs> 12 million kids. Sure. Uh, but then, yeah, Peter's story. And then, so Peter goes home and I was like, I like that. But then I, I thought he was going home for like temporarily. Uh-huh. But he's like, I'm breaking up the band. And I was like, what? And then Gamora's like, I'm going back with the Ravagers. What? Yeah. And I didn't like that. No. And then Rocket is going to be the new leader, which is fine, but he doesn't have a team. And this, well, he does. Because kind in of. the first Stinger, by the way, the Stingers are nothing like, oh, this is great. We'll just ruin it for you now. But they show a new kind of C-list team of Guardians, even though the Guardians that's were already right. that way. That's right. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I'll never really care to watch that. Yeah. You get to, what's his big, uh, James Gunn's brother. Yeah. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. And, and then, Cosmo. I liked Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo's good. The joke of being a bad dog was a little overplayed. A lot. It was really overplayed. But then when he finally called her a good dog, which I totally expect that I went, aw. And there's this new super little girl, I guess, that we were supposed to know. I guess. Yeah. I don't it just know. doesn't matter. But then they show Peter Quill just living life, right? That's the that's the James Gunn joke. He's eating cereal. The movie ends with him spoon in the bowl, clanking You hear around. the sound effects over the You hear the credits. lawnmower. He's living a normal life. And then you're like, look, if he needs to be normal... Totally fine by me, even though they rushed him getting there. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, the legendary Star-Lord will return. Yes, at the end of the very credits, it has a little title card that comes up that says, Star-Lord will return. And I that's the one part Ken and I did talk about after yeah. watching this. Because I went, are they really bringing him back for a solo movie? Because Peter Quill is not an interesting enough character on his own. He's interesting because it of the team could have been if they waited to reintroduce a Gamora character. Yeah. I think they've already kind of ruined it. Because she didn't really care at the end. And if they do bring them back, I don't think either of them will come back unless he maybe comes back for one Avengers movie. So what do you think they meant by Star-Lord will return? I think they just knew that Chris Pratt is worth a lot of money and people will go see a movie with him. And even though James Gunn is done with the Guardians, someone will be able to use, utilize him in the MCU. So Hopefully. You think, you think Chris Pratt is coming back as Star-Lord? If they pay him the enough. MCU. And if the right director comes by. But what's that going to be? The adventure is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill, without yeah. it, he doesn't even have godlike powers anymore. He doesn't. he doesn't wear his mask. He's a guy with guns. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's basically, what did he say in the movie? He says, like, remember I'm a thief or something like that? Hmm. And I went, wait, is he got the same powers as Ant-Man? <laughs> is that even Ant-Man's power? <laughs> he's a great thief, I yeah. guess. I do heists, I guess. Yeah. But I, 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 did, I didn't really get what yeah. was going on there. So all in all, and we've kind of talked about spoilers. Yes. Once again, for me, it's a mixed bag, but it's more on the positive side because this is a heavier movie that goes, we know you've invested almost 10 years into these characters. We're going to say bye, not with death, but with some closure. Which is fine. Yes. They could have killed off one of them, maybe. They should have. Probably. Honestly, could have been Rocket. No. Yeah. The whole movie, the whole point of the movie is saving him again. I know. So they could have saved him. Someone could have sacrificed himself to save him. But then they did the show don't tell or the tell don't show when they're like, you're the mo- it's your story all along. And I'm like, well, I still don't know why it's his story, even though you dedicated this one movie to him. Like he helped create planets that were destroyed anyways. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So be, I was going to say, I'm fine with it. The series ending here. If, yeah. it come, if it comes out again in something other story, I don't know if I'll be totally into no. it. I, this is not a movie I will watch again and again. This is one I'll probably never watch again. Although maybe after phase four, everything looks more positive. I think this should have been the first movie in phase five to ignite people's curiosity about what's to come. 
because this feels more like a standard tier two Marvel movie. Ant-Man, I think, made people go, oh, it's more like phase four. But I think this one could be a good kickstart. This, to me, should have been the end of phase four, where it's like it's a Instead of Black Panther. Yeah. I think you're right. Black Panther had a a good sense of finality to it. This one felt more emotional for me. It did. Yeah. The the opening of Black Panther Wakanda Forever definitely felt emotional, but... Yeah, this one wasn't as cheesy. No. All right. So there you go. We are very curious to hear what you guys think. If you have listened this whole time, maybe you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen it, but please let us know on social media. Yeah, we want to hear from you on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We want to hear your thoughts on Guardians Galaxy Volume 3. Did you feel it? My bladder did.